Good morning and welcome to our Freelance Mum podcast. Um, I'm joined this week by Lucy Gray, who is from Paper Aeroplane Creative, and she is a graphic designer. We're going to be talking this morning about how brand guidelines can save you money. Before we get started on that, um, I just want to remind you that if you like what you see and hear today and you love the vibe of Freelance Mum, then come and check us out and join us for free. You can try us out for free for 30 days. Come and join us in the mothership where you can fill your boots with everything freelance mum and you can come and join our weekly coffee mornings our hubs our networks and get chatting in the mothership as well and lucy gray is part of that really amazing community the mothership so lucy first of all thank you so much for being part of it and for joining us this morning well, thank you for having me. It's really exciting to be here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you're yeah. Lucy, there's a lot of love for you in the mothership. Um, you're fabulous at what you do. One of the things that I love about you is that you describe yourself as being an introvert is my super skill. And I think it is. Yeah. I think you you sort of um, observe and take things in and then give them back to people in a way that we're like, oh, you've crystallised my ideas there. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah I call it active listening. Yes. Uh, it's, it is, it's something that's really important, especially in what I do, in the fact that you have to listen to what people are trying to say and then help them to articulate it and then take it on to turn it into a creative thing that other people can understand as well. So, yeah, it is a bit of a superpower. <laughs> superpower. And it's a great superpower to have. And I've always said, I think it's amazing how you're man- you able to create something that I don't even know what it looks like yet. I don't even know what I'm describing. Yeah. And you, you, I've been through the working process with you and I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, specifically today, we're, we're going to talk about brand guidelines because that's obviously a really important part, isn't it? When it comes to building your brand and perhaps a bit that possibly gets forgotten at times as well, I would say. Yeah, totally. And in fact, I have to say, it's only a really small part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. So um, for any graphic designers who are watching this or any branding designers, I'm not forgetting the rest of it at all. But <clears throat> I just wanted to talk about this specifically, because it is something, as you say, that gets overlooked. It's something that I think we think is just for the big boys. It's just for mm-hmm. the coats and Pepsi of the world. But actually... I think it's probably more important for us as small businesses to have something tangible that we can work with because we don't have the budgets of the big agencies to have or the the big clients to have designers working for them to make sure it all looks on brand. We have to do that ourselves. And usually when we're really busy Mm -hmm. and we've got like a million things to think about. So actually having a set of brand guidelines is really helpful and the next question is always, what are they? Because yes. <laughs> like, eh, I mean, I'm guessing it's far more than just, please use this tone of red at all times. Well, it can be as simple as that. It is effectively just one place to hold all the information about how you want your, your business to look in the world. So how you want your brand to look. Um, if you've worked with a good graphic designer then you hopefully will actually have them already. They will hopefully leave, you will leave them, leave working with them with a logo and a set of brand guidelines. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes you might only have a logo. So then you're sitting there going, well, what what are they? What else should there be? And it's simple things like, what are the colours that you want to use to represent your brand? What fonts do you want to use to represent your brand? Have you got illustrations that you use repeatedly have you got photographs that you've had taken professionally that you want people to see and you want to use? Um, 
and it's making sure they're all in one place so that you actually use them and you don't you know you're not caught up in Canva creating something and they're going oh what pink is it I use again oh that looks good um so yeah it's basically a collective document or a collective place for keeping all of your brand assets so if just say we're in a scenario Lucy that you've talked about where someone might have their logo they've got that starting point but that was it how can you then work from that point to create this set of brand guidelines and how and this is a really you know great question especially for small businesses how can these brand guidelines then go on to save you money yeah so in an ideal world you'd be able to talk to somebody like me to help you pull together and we've done this process ourselves haven't we with Mm -hmm. freelance mum years and years ago Mm -hmm. you just had a logo and we went through it and we pulled out the colors that I was seeing um, from your brand. And it was it's obviously a little bit easier because A, this is what I do for a living, but also I was looking at it as an outsider. But it's sitting back, taking stock of what you have got and just putting it together. It doesn't have to be that big, horrible frog that you don't want to eat. It could be something that you build up over time. And when you're noticing that you're regularly using a color, just write that down, mm. put it on, even if it's just a scrap of paper or in a Trello document or somewhere, just collate it into one place and slowly gather all that information. Um, The reason it can save you money is sort of twofold because it saves you time. I think that we are really good at shopping around for like the best price on a new computer or best price on something that we need when it comes to money, but we don't necessarily work out ways of being more efficient with our time so if you're going in to create something for instagram say for example in say canva if you're there faffing around trying to decide what looks good that day it takes up longer to do it Canva, you can lose hours on canva can't you hours of my life i think i've lost on canva yeah completely and you um you can then kind of end up going down that rabbit hole of like, oh, that looks good. And mm-hmm. comparisonitis and somebody else has done something. You go, well, yeah, I want to do something similar to that. But you, A, you lose your time because you spent so long in there. Mm-hmm. But secondly, you're losing consistency of your brand going out there. So mm-hmm. every time you're posting, it kind of waters down your people's memory of you. Mm-hmm. So if you are consistently using similar colors, when people see you on the feed, they know it's you. And if you go back to that old kind of marketing adage of no like and trust, Mm -hmm. it's talking to that trust element. If every time you show up on social media as freelance mum and you use similar photographs, you use the same colours, I can trust you more. I can feel like you're like a more solid place to go Mm -hmm. than say some other networking where it's chopping and changing and you're a bit like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's all about that gut feeling, isn't it? It's that familiarity, Lucy, isn't it? I mean, I can remember when I left home at 18 and doing my first food shop and I just bought the same brands that my mum had always had in the fridge and in the cupboard because those were the brands that I knew. And it was only when I stopped to think of it, I was like, do I actually want that brand of flora that was the one that was in my parents room. why am I buying flora you know for goodness sake yeah, but it's because yeah. that was the brand that I was familiar with so it is about building up that familiarity isn't it yeah and it also means that when they turn up to one of your events they already know you they already like we already know you we feel like we're part of the family mm. but the other one which I feel is 
a bit trickier to put a pin on, but I feel is massively important, is that when you think about marketing, you think about ways of marketing your business, the number one way is referral marketing. So mm. word of mouth. And if I've got somebody that I'm, I know well, that I'm following on social media, and they become inconsistent with their messaging, I'm less likely to recommend them to somebody else because mm. ultimately, I don't want to recommend somebody that I'm not 100% sure about anymore because maybe they're just wavering a bit or you just feel like there's an inconsistency to it. So I think that you potentially then lose out on referral marketing. Mm. So it's it's not just about pennies coming out of your bank account. It's about time and potential of money coming in, if mm. that makes, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Because it is yeah. about that confidence, like you say, Lucy, um, yeah. especially when it comes to actually, yeah, if I'm going to refer this to a friend, if I'm going to put my name to it and say, yeah, this is good. I mean, check this out. You do need to know that you feel confident in referring that to someone. You're quite right. So yeah. how do we create them? I mean, what does it, what does a brand guidelines document look like are we talking about you know a, a, a very dry read is it like a, a sheet of a4 once you go into this process what would you expect to come out with yeah it can be as simple or as complicated as you like um mine is quite complicated because i've included in it all of my brand strategy all of my positioning strategy um i've got pages in it about my ideal client i've got um uh, vision boards of what I want the business to look like so it means that say for example with my photography that I've just had redone I could send that document over and they the, my photographer could get a really good feel for what I was trying to achieve but it really doesn't have to be that complicated it can just be an A4 sheet which has got you can set it up in Canva just put the colors in that you use regularly the fonts that you use regularly um, if you've got a strap line Put it in there just to remind yourself because the amount of times that we're trying to fill in uh um for example when we book into a session with you you always ask us what our handle is on yeah. so i have that in actually not in my brand document but also in um something called evernote which is another really useful tool um and i just cut and paste it back in so that i always have it spelt correctly i always i don't try to do it by memory it's always consistent across everything mm. um so it's really create it however you can use it regularly so if it's if you're using notes on your phone put stuff in there put the hex codes in and if you don't know what a hex code is then that's the little bit of kind of color information that you often get asked if you're say creating a new um, landing page in say MailChimp or some I'm trying to think of another example I mean without just using Canva the whole time but like in Canva when you go to change colour you can put the hex type the hex code in the hex code was like a, a game changer for me I can remember um when I started out and suddenly getting hex codes I felt like I'd arrived if I'm honest I was like oh look I've got my own hex code I've made it and when you put yeah. your hex code in and you see your colors coming up actually it's quite exciting yeah, so like totally. you say yeah you say Lucy it's not like a oh just a guess it's somewhere around this color I'm gonna go for that and it's yeah. a, you know it's a few shades off and it's there or it's thereabouts actually by able by being able to put that hex code in and being able to personalize a, a landing page on something mm. makes a real difference and it's those 
subtle things that you can do to tweak your business that just keeps you looking more professional, more in line with your brand and your values. Yeah, um, so if you say, for example, think about your customer journey, not in terms of the whole thing, but in one little aspect of it. Say you're on, you're creating a post on social media. You want people to go and join your mailing list. Mm-hmm. If you are asking them to click on a button that, as you say, goes to a landing page, and then it looks like your brand is mainly blue and pink. If it was like green and orange, I'd be like, oh, am I in the right place? (laughs) So it's the fact that you can then just, as you say, keep the continuity going through. It it does make a massive difference to people's confidence in you. And I guess as well, like you say, you know, you've you've given the example of um, working with a photographer and you're very easily able now to just quickly whiz that document over, give it to them. They know they're in your psyche they get it um and on a smaller scale you know possibly if you had the opportunity to start to work with a VA for example again part of that process you'd have that conversation anyway because you'd be working with someone who is representing and working with your brand but you can give them that document that they can very easily refer to um so that they get it when it comes to that brand document and we've, we've obviously you're a graphic designer so you're coming in from that point of view as well but I guess it's quite important to talk about tone and language that could be included in it as well yeah totally um and actually that is quite an important thing I know that it's something I've got better at because it's not um so I've always been design I've never really been I've always been supplied the words until I had my own business and then of course you're wearing all these hats aren't you Mm. um and actually I have started to kind of put so almost write down phrases. So you'll actually, like when we have our coffee mornings, mm-hmm. I will cut and paste something into the chat when we say, you know, what is our business? Yeah. Because I want to be saying it from the same place. I want to have the same, I've spent all my time or loads of time thinking about what my brand values are and what I want to be, how I want to be positioned. I don't want to then forget that actually I want to work with, business owners that are environmentally conscious I don't want to kind of forget that when I'm saying stuff um we're just so busy so if you've got like little snippets of stuff saved in places then that makes that Um, and you're quite right there Lisa I mean that's something that sets you apart you made that part of your strapline part of your package part of your offering and it's a really um you know I it's such an obvious but sensible thing to say put it in your notes um Put it out there when you're connecting with people. This is we we have so many more digital meetings now. Um, these are things that if, if someone's quickly referred you to something, you can quickly get that out, copy paste, bish bosh bosh. Yeah. That's done. No more headspace has been taken. Yeah. It's basically our business card, isn't it? You know, yes. remember yeah. those before COVID, we used to have yes. business cards. <laughs> but yeah. it's like now we are in such a digital world that actually being able to just go, oh yeah, this is it, this is my details. And there's none of that embarrassing, oh I I've spelt something wrong. Yeah. I, you've you've made that conscious decision. I know that grammar is a a really hot topic for people who understand it. I don't necessarily understand it that well. But if you decide that you want to write something in a specific way, you spent the time to make sure that the grammar's mm-hmm. correct on it. You want that to go back out each time and be be the same. It's consistency, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Consistency is key. So yeah. let's just say we've managed to create these brand guidelines. No, actually, let's not get that far. Let's just say someone ha- can't afford at the moment to begin their journey with yeah. a graphic designer. Early on in their 
business they've got the logo we've you know I'm, lots of us have been there I've been there yeah. got the logo got amazing ideas but if you can't get as far as working with a graphic designer how can you plot down your brand guidelines it's never going to be quite the same but is there a do-it-yourself version yeah there is a do-it-yourself version in fact I've written a blog post about it a little while ago and I used freelance mum as the example mm. for it um so what we can do is drop a little note underneath yeah. all that work that we can kind of that one. Yes. Um, but it is actually just about gathering everything that you've got, taking a step back and going, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to use those colours and then being consistent with it effectively. And then when you get to that point that you can work with somebody, I would highly recommend that you do that as soon as possible in the same way that I highly mm. recommend as soon as you can afford to get professional photographs done, get professional ones done because there mm. is, it is, marketing is so much hard work you might as well make it easier for yourself as quickly as possible but I completely understand that when you're starting out if you're on a shoestring you're you are bootstrapping it and I'm not gonna ever judge somebody for not finding the money to come and work with someone like me um which is why I've written that um blog post because I want to help people as much as possible to get to the next level yeah um and it's great, you, you know, you define it so well, Lucy, about if you are, if you do then go and have that photography shoot with someone, actually, if they can't, you're almost in quite a vulnerable position without those brand guidelines. And of course, a good photographer is going to sit down and have that conversation and take your brief and so on. Yeah. But until you've defined it in your mind, um, you don't know, you don't know, you know, what they're going to come back with. It's, it's a, too yeah. much open for interpretation, isn't there? Yeah. And what I will say is that a good photographer, I don't think, would work with you until you had your brand guidelines in place, because mm. um, you'll they'll want to be bringing those elements of your 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 overarching brand into the photography. So if you mm. don't know what that is yet, then they'll probably be like, well, hang on a minute. Let's just go back a step until you've got that sussed, mm. um, because realistically, you're going to use them if it feels right to you but if you're like oh no it doesn't it isn't quite me then you're not going to use those photographs and you know ultimately we need to it's consistency again isn't it and where do you keep this wonderful document once you've created it what do you do with it do you print it out do you laminate it everywhere no it's literally where you're actually going to be using it the most so i my personal one is in indesign because mm -hmm. then i can nab stuff in and out of it i've also got another kind of version in Illustrator, which has got some other stuff, but I've also got a Trello board, which mm -hmm. has got um, like the hex codes and some of the, like the font names, because when I'm then in creating a landing page, I can just cut and paste it across. Mm. Um, I've got a client I was speaking to earlier this week who said to me that she has printed hers out and sticks it in a notebook so that when she's doing stuff, it's just written down beside her. So it's, some of us are digital people. Some of us are, paper based so it's whatever you are going to use really mm. so however it makes it easier for you to use it so yeah and do you revisit them Lucy I mean it's a big deal for people to have a rebrand yeah. because we know that would come with a cost but yes. is would you ever sit and say do you know I'm going to take I want to have a bit of a I want to check in again um I need to revisit this am I still aligned with this does this still resonate with me and my brand 
Yeah, definitely. And actually, that's something else that can happen quite easy is that you'll end up with a business that goes, oh, I've created my brand guidelines. I've done that now. Mm-hmm. I can park it. And I was I was on a new business call last week um, for quite a, a large tech company. And she said that actually she didn't know where the brand guidelines were. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly admitted that actually that they need to over- look at overarching everything. But it, it it is that kind of like stark reminder of, well, actually, yes, it's one thing doing it, but you've got to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my brand has evolved and yours will, everyone's mm-hmm. still, because as you get feedback from your audience, you do evolve it because we're creating so much marketing. We're having to create so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, being a, going back and revisiting it is really, really important, but more important is making sure that you use it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just have that gym membership and don't use it. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't get healthy if you don't go swimming. No, it's, that's no good just <laughs> doing part one. You have to do all parts of it. Exactly, exactly. So how long would you put aside for it, Lucy? You know, if you're watching this now and someone's thinking, oh, that is me, actually. Um, and I know I need to do something about this because I'm running myself ragged at the moment. And I know I'm not putting the best version of myself out there yeah how long would you put aside for this creative process hmm that's really interesting I think it I mean it will depend on different businesses and depending on how um kind of scattered they are I guess in terms of whether they are have got things that they are using consistently already um but I think with everything to do with and I've talked about this before in the mothership and I, that a notion of working for your business or on your business mm-hmm. and this definitely falls into the category of on your business and I like to set aside sort of like a good two or three hours on an on your business subject because you can start delving and other things kind of fall into it as well and if you're like just going oh I'm just going to have half an hour before the school run then it just becomes a little bit too rushed so I would mm-hmm. I would say get some coffee, get some tea, whatever it is that you need, and just make sure that you've got a couple of hours set aside to just start pulling things together. Or if you really haven't got that, is just putting 10 minutes in a day to just go, right, on Monday, what are my colours? On Tuesday, what are my fonts? On Wednesday, where are where are all my brand photos that I've had taken? Where are the photographs that I've taken that feel right for my business, that feel right for my brand? I'll I'll put them together Um, and then by the end of the week you've actually got the bones of what you need then you can start putting it into a document um, and into one place it doesn't have to you don't have to eat a frog in one go no you're right that's a great that reminds me of something that Charlie said in a coffee morning Lucy I'm not sure if you were there when it was about um, 10 minutes practice it's not quite the same as the 10 minute practice the 10 minute practice being what you know what's one thing that you can practice for 10 minutes every day what is that one thing you really want to get good at um it's not quite the same, but actually, if you do just break that down into smaller chunks, it's not quite as scary, is it? Um, yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, and at the end of the week, you might have your brand guidelines. How good would that be? Yeah. yeah. And it's something that's nice when you break stuff down really small, because all of a sudden you do get to that Friday or whatever, and you go, oh, oh, actually, I've I've done it. And it's a real, you surprise <laughs> yeah. yourself, don't you? Yeah. Um, but definitely, I am of mind of, of just chunking down things as small as possible and just trying yeah. to pop off little bits as well. Yeah. Um, but it's also a luxury. It is, we have to confess though, it is a luxury to say I can give myself two hours to be on my business. Yes. Um, 
Like, but the thing, the thing is, you you can spend time though being in your business, like you say, like okay, I'm going to do do all of this. Yeah. But actually, that bit over there needs your attention as well. It's very hard, isn't it? As yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I started treating my business like a client, <laughs> and that was a real massive turning point in a mind well mind shift for me. Um, to it being that thing that you just kind of sweep to one side. Mm-hmm. Um. We do have to treat ourselves like clients and give us the same respect that we would a client yes. because ultimately, oh, no, as it's my business coach, she's got this great comment about you have two businesses, the one that you have now and then the one that's the future. And you've almost got to look after your future self as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. I like that. I like that a lot. Lisa Gray, it's been so joyful speaking to you this morning. It really has. And if you are trying to put your brand guidelines together or anything that you think, I need a little bit of Lucy Gray in my life, I couldn't remember, I recommend her more. She really is as fab as she looks and comes across. And being an introvert really is her super skill. And I totally and utterly mean it. Um, Before we sign off, Lucy, I just want to remind anyone who is watching, we've got, let me see if I can find it. Have I got this image? I have, there we go. Got a brand new network coming up um, next Thursday. It's being launched by the fabulous Vicky Ivins-Jones in Langport. Um, And as I said before, you can try Freelance Mum for free for 30 days. So do go and join Vicky. She's from Tractors and Cream and she would be just fab. We'd love to see her. Um, Lucy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. It's been fabulous um, seeing you um, and I can't wait to see you at the next Coffee Morning. See you next week. Take care then, Lucy. Bye-bye. Bye. That was 